right. Let's see. Can you hear me? Yes. All right, we will begin shortly.
All right, just going to do a quick test. Sister Yvette, I see that you are on. Can you hear me? If you can hear me, just type in yes. You can hear me. Type in yes. Oh. All right. I got a yes. Very good. We are heard. Just waiting on one other guest to show to uh, to come, and as soon as she comes on, I see my friend Tiffany has arrived. Sister Felicia has arrived. Hi. Oh, how you doing, my sister? I'm good. Nice to see you. You can see me. Can you see me? Yep. Okay. I hope I'm not too close because sometimes you get too close to the camera. You see up the nostrils and things like that. Don't want that to be not that close. <laughs> not that close. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very, very good. And we have a special night uh, set up and I'm looking forward to the conversation that's going to be had. It is now 630 and I start on time and we're just going to get going here sis felicia can you can you be seen can you can i see you can you hear me i can hear you i can see you i can see me can you see me can you hear me <laughs> i can see you very good very good so i tonight we have sister felicia and sister tiffany on our broadcast this evening and I'm quite sure my other friends will come on shortly. And as soon as they come on, they, they'll jump right in to our conversation. I see Sarah. I see Sarah has come on. Just uh, show your face, Sister Sarah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Wonderful. Okay. Where's your face at? Oh, you can't see me. No. You have a nice picture up there, but I don't see you. <laughs> okay, hold on. It looks like your camera is off. Yes, there she is. I can't see myself, but I see you. <laughs> okay, that's right. We, I see you. That's that. That matters. That's all good. Okay. And and, and the sister that uh, we're waiting on the the other sister. Her name is Sidoni, right? Or how do you say her name? Yes, Sidoni. This is Sedoni. Let me see if she's in the. All right, we'll give her a few more seconds, and then we will just have a word of prayer, and then we'll do some introduction. And I can't wait to hear what you guys have to talk about, because I'm not a lady, okay? I'm a dude, and so my I can't really speak to the expertise of what we're going to talk about tonight. We can't wait to fill you in. <laughs> I can't wait to hear from other experts. I don't consider myself an expert, so this really should be good. Okay. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, Sarah. I hear you. All right. Very good. This is really good. I'll give you a few more seconds here. And let me just stop the 
screen share for a second. We're just going to dive right in. Well, let's, I just want to thank uh, my friends who join us um, every, nearly every night. Uh, we've been studying faithfully, going over prophecy, relationships. We've been looking at um, just the proper development of mankind in general. We've been looking at that. And I'm, I've just been encouraged just every night, just getting on and studying and praying and asking God to be our teacher and our guide. So I am excited about that. And so tonight, before we get started, I'm just going to start with a word of prayer. Here we go. We're going to get started with, okay, there's my other friend. How, how are you, sister? Doing well. Thank you, Brother Wala. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. It's been a while. I know. <laughs> so very good. I, I see all my friends are on tonight, so we're going to have a good time. And because none of us are smart enough or intelligent enough to communicate the realities of what heaven desires to communicate to mankind, I'm going to ask if we can bow our heads for prayer and ask God for the gifts of his Holy Spirit. Uh, Father in heaven, we just want to thank you for your grace and mercy. We want to thank you, Father, for not giving us what we deserve, but giving us what your dear son does. And Lord, as we're about to open your word and as we're about to look at the principles of inspiration, we ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is the only effectual teacher of truth. And we ask this, Lord, not because we are worthy, but because your dear son is. And we pray, Lord, that our lives be covered with the merits of Jesus' blood. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So Tuesday nights, we talk in regards to relationships and so I, like I said, I'm not an expert on relationships and, and development of those relationships. Um, however, in this context, I want to talk to you ladies about the power of singleness in Christ. But before we get there, not everybody knows who you are. I know all of you, which is good. Uh, and I've interacted with all of you. And, and uh, I think the oldest female friend that I have that I've interacted with is Sister Tiffany. Believe it or not, we go like way back, like way back. Uh, so I, if you don't mind, Sister Tiffany, tell us a little bit about yourself, just a little intro, and then I'll go to Sister Felicia, then Sister Sarah, then Sister Sidoni. All right, go ahead. Um, so I'm Tiffany Brown. Nice to meet you all. I live in Tacoma Park, Maryland, and currently I'm serving at the Elephant City Church um, as one of the assistant trainers. We are um, starting as Working on starting centers of influence right now, it's a little bit challenging um, due to our worldwide situation, but um, we seek to um, provide a resource to the community in ways that um, are relevant to the community here. Wonderful, wonderful. And it's, it's fun because Sister Tiffany and I went to a missionary training school together way back in the day, ran canvassing pro programs together, nearly lost our minds doing that <laughs> yeah. the, lord, the lord sustained us and kept us and uh, we've been good friends um, from way back when so thank you sister tiffany for jumping on tonight i know it was like a to get on but i i appreciate you very very much sister felicia this is this is one of my new friends right. uh, yeah you know she's part of the fam fam now and uh and she's been a real blessing since she's been hanging out with us so sister felicia if you don't mind tell us a little bit about yourself what you do and where are you from? 
Yeah, I'm originally from the Bahamas, living in New Hampshire. Um, I work with the Center for Online Evangelism. Um, and basically what we aim to do is teach churches and ministries uh, and individuals how to share the gospel online. My background is in radio and television production, as well as in elementary education and magazine editing. So that's a little bit about me. Very nice. And it's been good to, to see you at work. She's a powerhouse, guys. Um, <laughs> For real, for real. I've watched her work and she's, she is a powerhouse. Sister Sarah, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, she's, this, this sister right here is a soldier and she's loved dearly. Um, she's part of Tacoa, and at the same time, she's a wonderful cook. She's like a mama to all the sisters. Um, so there's much more I can say about her. She's, she's dealt with my craziness for a minute. And so I very much appreciate her coming on. So tell us a little bit about yourself, sister. I mean, I feel like you did a good job. I don't, I don't have anything <laughs> else to say. Oh, you're very good. But very... no, my, my name's Sarah. Nice to, um, well, I know you guys. Um, but um, nice to meet you, Tiffany and hey, Felicia. Hey. And um, so my name's Sarah. Everything that Brother Waller just said. And uh, my heart beats for missionary work so i love i love i really love bringing people together uh so whether it's over food whether it's over a particular project um my heart also beats to see uh centers of influence as well so um that's just a little bit about myself i love bringing people together very very good very good now sister sedoni i now my if my memory serves me right I met you a while back. We did like this, not, um, like a, like a conference. It was, I think it was in Pennsylvania and you came out there with some others. And I think that was the first time I met you and you're becoming very serious about God. And am I right? Am I right in my, my memory? Uh, yes, that is correct. Um, that was back in, um, I think 2011, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, camp meeting in um, Pennsylvania. Um, can you hear the bells? Camp meeting, and it was such a blessing. I was not Seventh Day Adventist at the time, and it really was just the Holy Spirit just leading me and um, showing me the way He wanted me to go. So um, that was my first church experience, and um, then from there I came back to Brooklyn, New York. That's where I'm from, and um, I've just been involved with uh, my local church, also with the Northeastern Conference, um, health ministries, and working with the youth. There are the youth medical missionaries, and um, I also, I, you guess you could say I'm a digital evangelist, um, yes. self-evangelist. I just share what I can online through my social media accounts, um, because I think it, it's such a wide reach um, that you're able to reach so many people who um, may not necessarily step foot into a church, but they're willing to interact with you online. And I think the Lord gives us different gifts, and that's one of mine. So, thank you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I think I think recently I saw your post with the cartoon like characterization of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said I said that is really neat. I like how you did that. And um, I might copy something like that. So don't, you know, don't hate if I, you know, figure out how to do that and then, you know, duplicate. Amen. <laughs> All right. So tonight, uh, again, we're talking about singleness and in Christ as single ladies. And so I want to I want to just throw out a question um, from the beginning, unless you guys already have something you want to start with. But 
my my question is, well, I'll, I'll paint a scenario and then you guys kind of can go from there. The other day, um, a couple of sisters of mine started a a ministry, and they started and they went online and immediately upon putting themselves online, they were, uh, I would say, accosted, if you will. Guys were reaching out, trying to get their phone numbers, trying to be their best friends. Uh, you know, they're trying to be about ministry. And then we have these hound dogs out there trying to find something for themselves. So in, in, a, in a world like that, right, in, a, in a, an environment like this that we presently live in, how is it that sisters can remain focused and faithful uh, I did just did that focus and faithful. Amen. How can they remain focused and faithful while they are still seeking af- after God? You know, there's always this desire to be with someone at times, but then, you know, I'm supposed to be with God. You know, how's, how does that work? Should I, should I focus my question to one person and then you guys answer one by one? I probably well, it looks should do like that. Felicia, it looks like Felicia wants to say something right now. <laughs> really, Sarah? I was about to pick on you. <laughs> Um, so how to remain focused on Christ while doing the work. And I assume at the same time, looking forward to marriage. Sure. Okay. I don't know about my other sisters out there, but man, it could be a challenge sometimes. It was a challenge. Um, because just naturally you do desire companionship, um, and relationship and a godly marriage. Um, but I think it's important when you remember the, the big picture, which is heaven. Heaven is, our, heaven is our goal. We're trying to save souls. And a relationship or a godly marriage is not an end. It's a means to an end. Eternity is the end. And so um, I feel for me, that's one thing that helps me to remain focused, as well as keeping in mind, trusting God, trusting that if I am about his business, while I'm doing that, he uh, will provide and he, yeah, he, he will provide. He knows what he's doing and I can leave that up to him. So that's one thing that has helped me um, to maintain that focus. Okay. All right, Sister Sarah, your turn now. <laughs> um, well, I guess I'll speak to the scenario you gave. Um, you know, I'm not, so I will say this. From, from a man's point of view, I've heard many brothers argue the point well um, and say, well, it's a man's responsibility to pursue. So I'm, you know, I'm doing what God wants me to do in pursuing. And it seems like this person is a godly woman. So what's the problem? Um, I, I've heard this many times before. Uh, so, you know, from a man's point of view, like, there's nothing wrong necessarily with, you know, seeing a, someone who is, this happens a lot where you see someone, okay, this person's ministry minded. It's, you know, they must be a godly woman or, you know, this, this woman, she, she can cook or she, you know, quotes verses. So that must mean that that is my wife. And so, um, you know, you'll get into the scenarios like you just mentioned. Um, And so it doesn't necessarily mean it's evil uh but like you said uh the person in that scenario within that scenario that's getting that um staying i think you said it best staying focused <laughs> and how did what did you say focused and focused and faithful focused and faithful yeah focused and faithful 
um, on exactly what you're doing and trusting that um, God will reveal the person that he has for you, but not to be, you know, constantly looking at every single person that comes your way. Because it is a, um, the man's job to pursue. It doesn't necessarily mean that everyone that pursues you is the right person for you. God will make it known. Okay. Anyone else on this? Um, yes, I agree completely with that. Um, it could definitely be a challenge to not have the thought in your mind, um, like, oh, Lord, could this be the one? Is this, <laughs> you know, um, but I think just asking the Lord to, to keep your mind focused, keep your mind stayed on him, it, it makes it a little bit easier. And um, for me, I just, I don't want to make any misstep. I've done it my way for some time. And I know that the Lord knows best. And I'm just relying in him. And um, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like <laughs> since I've um, gotten serious about my faith and um, um, changed faiths, I don't, um, I don't get that many pursuits, um, you could say. And I, I'm okay with that. To me, I just, I would prefer to, for the Lord to just reveal to me who it is, this one person, instead of having a ton of people come my way. And um, there's so many in the world that need our, our help and um, could use our ministry and benefit from what we have to offer aside from um, being a married person. So um, I think it's just important for us to remember that we are whole and we're not um, missing any portion of ourselves just because we're not connected to another person. Um, so God will reveal in time. And Brother Andre, I wanted to add onto that as well. I, sometimes it does happen. Um, whereas you can get that sense of, oh my goodness, I wonder if it's him. Oh, I wonder if it's him. I wonder if it's him. Um, and you, it, that can consume you. Um, but practically in those moments, I think it's important to um, stay, stay busy. Not necessarily with like busy work, but really finding what is it that God wants me to do in this period and in this time or figure out why is it that I'm feeling this? Why is this deep, deep sense of desire? Is it because I'm lonely? Do I need to spend more time with friends? Um, and so recognizing why I'm feeling lonely and then really focusing on the work that God gave you to do. I know for me and my um, current relationship, it all happened while I was doing what God wanted me to do, but that was coming out of a season where I was really frantic. I wonder if it's him, if, if it's him, if it's him. And just saying, Lord, okay, honestly, this is overwhelming. I don't know the, the hearts of these men, but you know, and I trust you, I'm going to do what you called me to do. And I'm going to trust that into your hand. And he's done a wonderful job. Amen. Amen. Sister Tiff, I see your mic's on, on mute there. I wasn't sure if you wanted it on mute, so I'll just... Yeah, I just, you know, I have a heater on, so I wasn't sure if you guys can hear that, any background noise here. No, we're good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what everyone has said has been, has been really good, and um, I guess the only thing I would have to add is context really matters. So if myself and a friend or two are starting an online ministry and our goal and our mindset is to be a blessing to our community and um, 
in this context, people start approaching us in a romantic sense. For me, that would just feel um, a little off because that's not the goal and the purpose of what we're doing. So that, um, that would feel like it's, it's, it's distracting and derailing from what we're trying to do. Um, of course, with anything is, you know, we want to keep things in prayer, but um, I definitely think that um, as we're approaching a ministry and thinking about our purpose and what God has called us to, that that definitely matters and that can help to keep us focused and faithful. Awesome. Now you guys brought up something and you made, you kind of made reference to it, but in a more practical way, the question I'm going to pose to you is when those feelings of franticness or is this the right one? Or when those feelings come, what is the, what are some methods or means that would tamper that type of feeling down? Like to bring it into captivity, if you will, because Mm -hmm. the feeling of loneliness or the feeling of, you know, I'm so old now that I don't have anyone or the, Hey, I'm I'm just talking. Okay. Don't look at me funny. I'm just trying to have a conversation. So when, when, when those when those issues present themselves the question is you know how do i deal with that you know practically speaking i would i would definitely say i I know um this is very familiar uh the phrase um an idle mind is a devil's playground Mm -hmm. and this kind of alludes to what felicia was saying and how um usually when those things happen it's you know there's a little bit of idleness um, maybe, um, I'm not as active of, you know, working or doing something or, um, ministering to other people's needs. So I start focusing on my own needs, but I will tell you, <laughs> the more you start, uh, you know, trying to help people you see, because there is no shortage of problems that people have. And, um, I believe it's in the book, uh, Ministry of Healing, where it talks about let the perplexed help those that are in perplexity. And so when you start to, you know, have feelings of, oh no, like I'm getting, I'm 40 and my, my eggs are shriveling up. I won't be able to have children. Um, but, uh, you know, just really spend that time with, with God. And it's, it sounds cliche, uh, but really and truly, that's always the first answer. Am I really spending as much time uh, with him? Because any, any sense of loneliness, um, it usually stems from that because God is enough. <laughs> he really is. And so uh, when we spend enough time with him, um, all those feelings of, I guess, loneliness, it starts to um, dissipate. And then um, apart from that, spending time with other people too. So, you know, working for others and helping others with their needs. Uh, if you're perplexed, helping those that are in perplexity, spending more time with Jesus and his word and kind of being honest and raw and open with him. Uh don't hide those feelings <laughs> to act like, you know, act like it doesn't exist. Like God doesn't know your thoughts. He knows your thoughts, but just be real with him. And um, just like really lay it bare, lay it open. And then like really see what he has to say. And then another one is to seek counsel. So uh, really start to seek counsel and, and really dig and, um, and, and ask, is this something that will aid you, uh, going forward in being able to uh, draw closer to God and be really honest with that. I love what Sarah said. 
Um, it, it's true when we're busy and idle, um, we do have a lot of those feelings. I've also found that the opposite is also true, that you could be so much in ministry um, that those feelings come and they're intense. For example, uh, with my work, it was a whole lot of traveling involved. And at the end of the day where you're done either speaking or talking to people and you're back in your hotel room and I'm like, well, this would be nice to call honey on the phone right now and tell him about my day. And it would, the feelings would be so strong. And I'm like, Lord, I thought if I'm about your work that I would feel satisfied and content, but it's the fact that God has blessed us with this desire for companionship that that comes. So what would I do or what I used to do in those times i'll be real i go i look at some wedding pictures i watch a few engagement videos and proposals <laughs> i'm serious this be is real. what That's i used to do but yeah. then i realized that that did not help maybe it satisfied that longing a little bit but i would be intentional about sitting and saying okay lord help me to recognize what is it that i really desire right now is it someone to talk to is it just companionship is it just that I want to be held? Is it that I want someone else to pour into me? And if I can identify exactly what it is that I'm feeling, then I'm also allowing the Holy Spirit to meet that need outside mm. of a relationship. So if it is that I just want someone to talk to, yes, it would be nice um, to talk to this guy that I love, but maybe my brother would just have to do right now or my best friend would just have to do. Um, if it is that just that desire for... Um, I don't know, comfort or uh, if it's sexual feelings, for example, because that's a real thing, go jog, exercise, do something like that. Um, so I think those are just a few practical things that you can do when you have that strong, overwhelming desire. So as Sarah said, get busy, maybe you're idle, but if you are deeply involved in ministry, making use of people God has already placed in your life to help solve, um, to help meet those needs. Powerful. Yeah, I, I would agree as well. I think um, those feelings can arise at many different times, whether you're not doing much or you're super busy. Mm -hmm. um, those feelings are very real. And, and even just as you realize that life is going on and while we try not to compare with our friends, um, you know, life starts like, like that from the beginning, from kindergarten. Oh, we're all in kindergarten. Now we're all in first grade. Now we're all in high school or college. Now we all have kids. Now our kids are going to high school. So it's kind of, you know, that um, can also, you know, take its toll or play its part and um, psychologically. Um, you know, something I, I definitely try to pay attention to the tension that I feel. And sometimes I feel like it's not always a negative thing to feel those things. Um, uh, for example, there, um, I remember when I needed to move out of my apartment and I didn't have a place to go. I'm like, well, I need to find a place. You know, so there's this feeling, there's this tension for a good reason. If I don't move and if I don't act, I'm not going to have a house and that's going to be very awkward. So I think... Um, sometimes there are those feelings of urgency for a good reason, and it's good to pay attention to those things. Um, because sometimes if it's just like, oh, it doesn't matter when it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. 
then if we approach everything like that in life, um, we may not be able to accomplish all of our goals. So um, sometimes when I'm feeling these kind, a little bit of like panic, like Tiff, you need to be on it. Don't just expect things to fall into your lap. Then sometimes I'll, um, I'll um, just try to be more proactive and I'll just, you know, jump online and maybe go to some dating websites that I trust and that I think are good. Um, sometimes I'll just start thinking about, okay, like how can I be proactive? Where can I meet people where I think we would be able to connect? So I might um, sign up to join different groups where I think, okay, I think I can meet some really great people here. Um, definitely I'll connect with friends, talk with them. Um, friends are such a, friends and family are such a blessing from God. Um, so that's something kind of in the moment, but definitely in those moments where I'm feeling it the strongest, sometimes I'll just try to be proactive and think about what am I doing to stay on top of this? So I'm not just going to keep feeling like this over and over. Mm. Oh, Brother Andre, could I add one more practical yeah, tip? Absolutely. Uh, something else that I found uh, helped a lot um, is to when those things are coming, those desires, you want to be in a relationship, find godly content, good quality content for singles. So if it's a blog for single Christian women, if it's a magazine like Set Apart Girl magazine, just things that you know you can read that would help you uh, develop um, and be prepared for a relationship. Because it's one thing to desire a relationship, and then it's one thing to act in faith, knowing and believing you're trusting God that one day he will provide this, but what are you doing to be prepared uh, for that? So just being, um, as Tiffany mentioned, proactive by feeding yourself good quality content. Amen. And um, I would agree with everyone on um, just the, the amount of external and internal pressures that um, there can be, especially when you're, um, maturing um you know you, you may have the constant questions coming um mm. oh, are, do you have anyone yet are you married yet every week <laughs> so like a sign um, is on your head the sign is on your head um you know and it, the church sisters especially the older sisters they do mean well and um they they want the best for you but it, it could get a little bit um uh I'm trying to find another word aside from annoying, but um, it, you, okay, annoying, I'll just use that word, um, because you don't want it to be brought to the forefront every week, every time. Um, so I think for me, I, um, when I'm in those moments, I find something that I really enjoy doing, like, um, I, I really like wildlife, I'm a wildlife person, I um, just would go on like National Geographic or whether it's Instagram, watch some wildlife videos and um, like, or funny animal videos that for me, that's just my thing. <laughs> um, and um, sometimes some um, journaling could help just 
um, identifying that feeling. You know, when you, um, let's say you go to Alcoholics Anonymous, the first thing they say is um, you have to, to identify the problem and, and um, come to terms that there is a problem. So um, the Lord wants us to be honest with him, as, as um, someone had mentioned before, and just um, express what it is I'm feeling, identify that feeling, write it down, release it because a lot of times I think as Christians we tend to bottle things up, bottle feelings, bottle emotions up. And um, it's just, it's good to release it and find things that um, you enjoy. And also sometimes um, it could be a nudge that you need to, to be healed in certain areas. Mm. Um, I feel like as Christian women, sometimes we, um, have a, a lot of traumas that we've been through in the past, whether it's um, childhood traumas or a um, little bit older with different people. And these things may not have been addressed before. So I think that um, feelings like these come up for us to address it with the Lord. And um, I actually have here a book that um, one of the pastors, um, Pastor Billy from the um, Northeastern Conference um, Health Ministries, he had recommended this book. Um, it's called um, Healing for Damaged Emotions by David Siemens. And um, I haven't um, started it yet or got, got that far with it just yet, but it seems to be a really good book that um, just addresses some of the, the emotions that, that need healing within us. I mean, if we're to be in a relationship, it should be a healthy relationship. We should come as a whole, two whole people coming together, whole and healthy, you know. Um, so, and um, I agree with someone else that, um, I think it was Felicia that mentioned exercise and moving the body. I notice a, a drastic um, difference when I'm not moving. I tend to be more depressed. I tend to just be more in my feelings, um, eating, emotionally eating. And um, we just have to really, follow the, the laws of health that we're given, you know, getting enough sunlight, rest, air, um, good food, nourishing food, spending the time that we need with the Lord and, um, you know, just allowing him to do his thing. Amen. Can Amen. I, can I say one thing? Of course. <laughs> um, and I just want to read a quick verse, Psalms 84 verses 11 and 12. Psalms 84 verses 11 and 12. And it says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O mm. Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. And um, this really resonates with me because it, I think it really hones in on the fact that we really have to trust God. So I can't be frantic about anything that's going on in my life because it says that if I'm walking with him, um, it says no good thing will he withhold from them that walk with him. So if I'm, I'm really striving to walk with God and I don't have something because I don't need it, <laughs> I don't need it right now. And in the time, um, you know, he's preparing me for something or, and in the time when he wants me to have it, he'll give it to me. And that, that's, that brings a sense of comfort and peace. And not just with relationships, that's with anything really. Um, knowing like God's got my back, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I trust him. I'm walking with him, whether it's where I live, what I'm doing, where I'm working, um, 
who I'm marrying, whatever it is, if I don't have it right now, it's because I don't need it right now. Mm-hmm. And in the time that I, I need it, God will give it to me. And that just, it really brings comfort. It's very simple, but it just, it just um, allows you to be content uh, with whatever is going on and presently. That's, I like that because the thought was in my mind. I have two questions before everything finishes. But the question I had was, how can a person that's listening have wholeness with Christ in and of that relationship itself? Is Christ enough? Um, if he did not give a, a, a partner, if he did not give something that you're looking for, is Christ enough? And if he is, how do we get to that space that Christ is enough? So I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes and no. <laughs> um, be, yes, because um, all love is from God. So he's the source of all love. Whether I experience love through my parents or my friends, um, you know, the, the source is really coming from God through them to me. So I can go right to the source to God and I, I can experience love directly from God or I can experience love from God through other people. And I can also experience love from God through um, my pets or you know, other people in my life, other things in my life through nature. Um, and so I think um, God is the one that is the source of love and um so in that sense yes god is enough in another sense um not exactly because i think that god uh created just how there's a hole in our hearts for god i think god is also for whatever reason he decided to put within humanity he also decided to put this little longing for a companion as well and i just find it interesting that even with adam you know adam was in paradise and he had nature and animals and um he had god and the angels and still he wanted someone at least or at least he wanted something and god was like okay i know i know the something that you're wanting and it's interesting that god didn't give him a friend you know, he didn't go, oh, here, here, you can have a friend. His name is Patrick. Or he didn't give him a child. You know, he decided, or he didn't even give him a sibling. He decided to give him a wife. Mm. And so that tells me that there's something that is within humanity, that even though we are connected with God and, you know, the angels are here helping us in our daily lives and we have our family and our friends and these people are great. There's still something in us that is wanting a special human companion. And I don't think that that is, I think that's something that God has given us. I think that's a God thing. The way that I, I look at it, uh, Tiffany, you put it, I, I, I love how you put it. Um, I, I look at it from a different perspective though, in regards to is God enough? I would say absolutely yes completely holy um even though he has given us that desire and he has created us as relational beings he's blessed us with that mm-hmm. um i look at it from the standpoint of food we need food and water in order to live now 
is it possible for God to sustain us without food and water? It is. Even though he has created us with that desire, he can bring us to a special place where he, be, he sustains our life without food and water. For example, you look at the story of Moses when he went up mm-hmm. the mountain to meet God. The Bible says for 40 days and 40 nights, he did not have food. He did not have water. He came down, broke the, the tablets, and then he went back up the mountain for another 40 days and another 40 nights without food and water again. But the second time he came down, if I remember the story correctly... The second time he came down, the Bible says that his face was glowing mm-hmm. so much so that they ran away from him. How is it that this man just went probably 80 days and nights without food and water, but his face was still glowing? It was because in that moment, God chose to sustain him without food and water, even though God created us with that desire. So that's how I choose to apply it. And everyone else can feel free to share your thoughts. Um, but that's how I apply it when it comes to relationships that God does give us that desire. It's a blessing and we ought to trust him to provide that. But we also need to get to a place where we say, Lord, if you choose not to fulfill these desires through a husband for me, I will trust you completely that you will be enough. I'm still developing the thought in my mind and coming to terms with it. But I know I had to wrestle with that when I was still uh, single as in not in a relationship Mm -hmm. where I'm like, yes, God, you are enough, but I really want a husband right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, God, you are enough, but I really desire physical intimacy. Yes, God, you are enough, but I just want to talk to somebody. I I really desire that. Mm -hmm. And it is okay to be vulnerable and open with him yeah. But at the same time to step back and say, Lord, even if you do not provide a husband for me, mm. I choose by the grace of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit, I choose to believe that you will satisfy the longings and the desires that I have through somewhere. So that's how I choose to say God absolutely mm. is enough. And Tiffany worded it pro- perfectly. <laughs> I um, definitely agree with um, everyone that the feelings, um, those emotions that God has put in us um, are completely natural. We are um, emotional beings and um, it's, it's fine. It's just because of our experiences, sometimes because of our traumas in life that it's, it's warped, it's twisted. And um, as Felicia mentioned um, wrestling and struggling. Um, I well, <laughs> I have definitely been. Um, it, it's been a yeah a, a, a journey <laughs> with me. Ten years ago, I think it was um, the scripture came to me um, through someone. Um, Psalm thirty-seven four to five. I said, "Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee." the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Um, And I've been hearing that repeated over these past 10 years. And um, at this point, I think I've finally, finally come to the point where I say, you know, what's most important is to make it to heaven. The Mm -hmm. Lord knows the desires of my heart but I don't want to do it the wrong way. I don't want to do things my way. 
I can if I wanted to. You know, I know the numbers to call if I wanted to. And I just, I don't desire to do that. You know, I just, when you get to the point of really just wanting to be in the will of God, no matter what, it's it's a struggle. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's not. There's many nights that you're, you're going to be wrestling with God. There's going to be tears that only he can see. There's going to be um, hurts that, oh, that, only he knows that other people don't see. They might see a smile, but there's something else going on on the inside. He, you know, other people don't see the the um, the hurts or experiences that that others have caused you um, of the the opposite sex and things that you've been through. Um, but God does, and I just think He is so masterful and just so great at picking up the pieces. You know, we could just be broken and scattered all over the place, and He is just a master, like a potter. He brings it all together, and He remakes us and really um, makes us whole. And I, I just thank Him that I have gotten to that point where I say, you know, Lord, you know what it is that that I want, but I I'm okay. I don't feel this restlessness. Mm. that's in me as i did before and that's only by the grace of god and then you have to just make sure you have boundaries as well and um you know knowing knowing when not to to respond to certain dms or messages that come your way or what to say you know i I've, i don't know if anyone else has experienced this but um sometimes men from um africa or you know over the, across the pond they're messaging you saying that they're looking for a wife and um i sometimes i just try to turn it into a ministry moment i share with them amazing facts amazing discoveries you know i just um let them know that i'm i'm single yes but i'm not um i'm not looking um and that, that's what it is. So, you know, we just have to, to thank God for who he is. And, and um, he knows the best timing. We could be here. We're here today and our story could change tomorrow. You know, mm -hmm. I could meet, if it's his will, meet the person for me tomorrow. I don't know. Or I look at it on the other side. Um, I could die tomorrow, God forbid. Tomorrow is not promised. So in, for me to put such a focus and a priority on connecting myself with someone and then God forbid something happens and I'm put to rest, then where was my soul? You know? So um, it's just about prioritizing and um, really just surrendering to God. It's going to be a struggle. I'm not going to lie to anyone and say it's, it's easy. It's the walk in the park. It's going to be a struggle. You're going to have your ups. You're going to have your downs, your moments. Your, you know, when you're holding on by a string, by a, like, uh, you know, uh, you're on the edge of a cliff and your finger is there holding on, but you're holding on to one that's able. Amen. Amen. You know, if I can add as well, the reason why it's so important, um, Sister Sedoni, um, I just love how you put that, um, to surrender those feelings and to find that complete satisfaction in Christ is that you can get into a relationship and the desire for a relationship might be satisfied, but it's replaced by a desire for something else. When is he going to propose? Then he proposes and it's like, when are we going to get married? You get married, then it's like, when am I going to have my first child? When am I going to have my second child? It's, so it, it just always, some other desire and some other longing always seems to replace the first one that you had and is more intense than the first one. And so it's important now while we're single to learn how to say Christ is sufficient. I have these desires. God, I give this up to you. Please help me to channel all of this energy and this intense desire into working for the kingdom. 
and I and I do want to add, um, uh, and I agree with all you ladies. Uh, you said it beautifully. Um, one thing that I would um, I also want to mention too is sometimes it can become an idol. You know, you we spend so much time focusing on this one thing. Um, everything we study about, all the videos we watch. I mean, like literally everything becomes about getting married and we don't spend as much time really getting to know jesus who he is what he's done for us um and it almost becomes a i'm i'm getting to know jesus or i'm spending time with him so that he will give me this gift um i'm coming to him so that he will bless me with a husband but it's you know that's selfish um and uh you know sometimes we do that and not not just with this. We do that with other things too. It's like, I want to come to Jesus. I'm going to pray and pray and pray because I need a car or because I need a house. And it's like, no, like you said, Jesus is enough. <laughs> he really is. And um, like, I, I, I'm just so, so much of a, of a believer that um, Jesus did so much at the cross that that is enough, <laughs> that if he did nothing else, that, w- you know, that would be enough. Of course, like um, Tiffany was saying, those desires are there. Uh, and as you get older, God puts it there. But um, I think Felicia was saying this too, kind of pinpoint, okay, why am I desiring this, especially at this stage of my life? Does it make the most sense with, you know, the work that I'm doing? Um, how will it benefit to actually write, you know, write it down? Um, how you see what you're wanting, how that's going to benefit God's kingdom. How is that going to bring other people to Christ in you being with this person? And if you like really, you know, uh, if, if it's grounded on bringing more glory to God, as opposed to, you know, just having someone there to like fix the house or, (laughs) or, um, you know, catch the mice if there's mice in the house or, um, (laughs) Uh, you know, whatever it is that uh, sometimes, like Felicia said, you know, having someone to talk to or whatever uh, legitimate needs that you might have. Um, but sometimes like at the root of it, sometimes like, honestly speaking, it's kind of selfish because um, it's more so like, what can I receive mm-hmm. as opposed to like, what can I give? How can we bless others? And I've seen time and time again in just really adding analyzing the way that God answers my prayers, usually those prayers, I started to make a list of prayers that God has answered and all of them had something in common. There are always, I'm asking something so that I can bless someone else. And in doing that, that brings glory to God. And if those things are tick marked, like God, like he does it. (laughs) Um, So I, I would say, like, to really uh, dig deep and, like, do some soul searching. Uh, of course, these are legitimate needs, and these are needs that God, God put in us to have companionship. But what is the true reason that I'm looking for it? Is it, you know, so that I can have a friend? Um, that's not an evil thing, but ultimately the goal, especially the, you know, the time that we're living in right now, is to really um, bring glory and honor to God. And uh, I believe... There's a quote that talks about uh, um, one well-ordered, well-disciplined family can do more in favor of the gospel than a thousand sermons preached. And I just think that's powerful. Um, There's many amazing sermons that are preached and they're very spirit-led. But to see a family that, because growing up, 
that's not something that I got a privilege to see that often, you know, happy families. I grew up thinking like, you know, married people, the longer that they were married, they hated each other more. <laughs> and so uh, to see a well-ordered, well-disciplined family of, of husband and wife that loves each other, to, to have children, that, that's a blessing. That is a wonderful demonstration of the gospel to the world. So those are, you know, those are good reasons. We really have to dig deep to say, yes, I have these feelings. Yes, it's real. Uh, but Lord, what is at the root of what I'm feeling? And is it something that's all consuming to me? Well, thank, so we're coming close to the end, which is unfortunate. I mean, it seems like time has just kind of flown. I have one other question before your closing statements, and it's of a practical nature. Uh, my wife told me a story about when she was single. She was single. Amen. I, you know, she's not, she's not with me. Praise the Lord. And one time, though, while she was single, she's coming out from the world, and a guy is picking up the offering. And he slips his number to her while he's passing the offering. So, you know, being Christians, you know, and not using the world's tactics per se, you know, what is the best way for persons to approach sisters or vice versa in this day and age? Like, what is the proper way to go about it? Are you, when you say vice versa, you mean a sister to approach someone else? I'm, I'm just talking about being friendly. Amen. I'm just talking about <laughs> what is the proper way to be interacting in this present age if, you know, relationships is something that we're to pursue? What is the proper approach? Is, is slipping numbers during the, the offering, or, you know, or anything like that appropriate? <laughs> I think that's hilarious. So. <laughs> you know what? He had to try um, for the, I give him, a, as they say, an A for effort. Um, he, had, he had to shoot a shot, right? Yeah, I, right, exactly. Um, I'm just not sure, you know, where his, his motive actually is. Has he tried it before? I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you, you just don't know. And for me, I like things to happen more um, organically and um, for um, there to be some type of previous interaction um, or just a... a, a time where um you're able to actually observe the person in their space and how they interact with others i don't know i'm just that's just me um even um someone had mentioned i think it was tiffany had mentioned um the dating um, websites i um i don't know how i, I how how i should um approach that um i just don't know if um I should be putting myself out there, which I don't like to do. I'm, I'm an introvert by nature. I don't like to, I, I barely even like to be on the phone, <laughs> you know. Um, but I feel like when you're serving or when you're, um, you're just in church um, or just doing ministry, there's opportunities for you to meet people. And um, I feel like whoever the Lord has for you, no matter how difficult it may seem they will meet you hmm. where they need to you both said the same exact thing <laughs> so sister tiffany go ahead okay like wow is there an echo <laughs> mm -hmm. um so yeah i think that uh 
something that could work is that, <clears throat> you know, they're definitely different. I mean, okay, pre-COVID, they're definitely different places where, or events, you know, that churches put on, maybe there are different socials or um, gatherings at someone's house where you can uh, have meals. And even during COVID, um, during this, what we're experiencing right now, there are so many different um, small groups that are meeting. So people send me different um, Zoom meetings to be part of, small group Bible studies, afternoon Bible studies, um, different things, or even like virtual games to play with. So um, I think a good start to get things rolling would be, hey, my friends and I, we're going to be um, doing this. We're going to do a small group Bible study Sabbath afternoon. Would you like to join us? I think that would be, seems fine, friendly, safe, um, and not so much pressure. So I think kind of starting off with getting to know each other in, in small groups is cool. And then once you can develop something that feels natural and normal, um, maybe you can go from there and um, when it feels like you have some sort of friendship or some measure of a relationship that's there, then maybe you can spend some time with just the two of you guys. But to start off with uh, putting something in the offering plate or uh, that's just terrible. <laughs> no. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Anyone else on this? Um, yeah, so I, um, I kind of want to just touch base on a few things. Uh, one of the first things, I just want to uh, just toss that out, uh, toss this out here, uh, toss this out there. Um, I am vehemently against women uh, pursuing. <laughs> I, I know that's not what you were saying uh, with the vice versa, but I just wanted to, you know, throw that out there. <laughs> Uh, and one of the reasons is like when you anatomically, you know, you look at the sperm, the sperm is the one that's pursuing the egg and not the egg. Um, but I just wanted to put it, put it out there because I have heard, uh, you know, the, this, this discussion where um, I've heard women say, well, you know, in 2020, um, you know, we can go out, we can do this and this and this and we can pursue as well. And um, I, I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm against it. <laughs> and I can go off a, a, in a tangent about that. But uh, I would say uh, I'm really big on counsel, um, having counsels. So uh, sometimes we're really not in a position to be really engaging in um, figuring out is, is this the right person because we're maybe not um, ready to be married yet. Uh, just because we have those feelings doesn't necessarily mean that we're ready because there's, there could be certain things that I don't know how to do yet. Maybe I can't cook <laughs> or maybe I really hate to clean the house or maybe I hate to do certain things that will be valuable in having your own home uh, or um, certain things that will be of benefit. So maybe if I'm not really there yet or have, asking counselors, well, do you think I'm ready for marriage? And if the answer is no, yeah, not right now, maybe consider waiting a little bit. 
uh, maybe get your uh, your career or your life work together first. Maybe figure out uh, what is God's will for your life if you're content and happy in that before trying to link up with someone else. And, you know, it, it becomes very chaotic. Hmm. Um, so I would say, you know, really having counselors um, there to kind of say, hey, okay, I think you're ready. And then after that, then going into, you know, the next phase. All right. Um, to your question in regards to, I guess, the right, proper, appropriate way to, I'm looking at it, a man, young man approaching a young lady. Can I approach it from that standpoint? You can do that. or And also just the, the normal interaction of persons. Sure. Um. I know, for example, like what you said with the passing the number during the offering plate, I think one thing I, that really annoyed me um, was when men would use Jesus and mm -hmm. use religion and use scripture to get a date. Um, mm -hmm. Like, so I remember one time being on a campus and a guy coming up to me and said, you know, I could teach you homiletics whenever you have some free time, you know, we can go over <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, or a line like, you know, you have the oratory skills of Esther and the spirit of Deborah and the body of Bathsheba. No. <laughs> <laughs> won't. <laughs> you know? So don't use Jesus and use religion uh, mm -hmm. to get a date. That's a, that's a no-no. So I love how Tiffany put it in terms of be natural inviting um the person to a, a group uh dinner a, a potluck um an event for me that's what got me you know he invited me hey my friends and i were going out do you want to join us so i immediately felt there isn't this pressure yeah i he will be there and i can observe him but there are other people there so i feel safe so if i need to run for the door. I don't feel, you know, so that's a, that's a great way. Um, in terms of for a woman, if when I got to the point and I realized, you know, I would really like to be in a relationship, am I ready? No one is ever a hundred percent ready, but I decided that I was going to be more intentional about praying specifically about it, looking at, um, what I'm, what is it that I want uh, in a future husband involving other people? Uh, do you, is there, and this was something else that I did. I asked, I asked other people who I knew cared about me and loved me and knew me. If you see someone who you think um, is a good match, let me, don't tell the person, you know, but just let me know. So I start having an idea um, because if I am, in a jungle, in, if I'm in the Amazon, there are no guys around. I believe in being intentional, not about pursuing someone, but making, what's the, what's the word? Uh, you have to be intentional. The same mm -hmm. way if you want a job, you're going to put applications out there. And Sarah, I agree with you. So I don't want it to seem as if <laughs> I'm saying, you know, go pursuing all the guys. Um, be intentional, be prayerful about it, and... Let the Lord lead. <laughs> That's what I'd have to say. You know, go to GYC or something. events. Don't go with that specific thing in mind. Be about the Lord's work, you know, but say, Lord, while I'm here, if you feel 
that there is a Boaz in this field somewhere, please let me know. Mm. Some people might disagree, but that's how I see it. All right. Sister Sazon, did you want to make any comment on this point before we close it out? Um, I would say those are some great, um, some great points. Um, I think I, I learned a little something about um, putting yourself out there, but in a godly way. Um, and just maybe just putting yourself in the space to be recognized, I suppose, um, uh, which is, which is good. Um, I think that um, in, in the end that our focus should definitely be on Christ, you know, eyes on Christ, because we can make a lot of mistakes. There's a way that seems right to us, but the, the way, the end thereof is death, um, you know, so we don't want to choose the wrong. And um, in a multitude of counselors, there's um, safety. So as um, Felicia um, was saying that it's, it's great to have um, that support network around you that could look out for you. And um, yeah, that, that, that's what it, we don't want to make this an idol. We want to um, just fulfill whatever God's purpose is for us. That's what's best for us. Amen. So closing thoughts. I'm going to start with Sister Sarah, then I'll go to Sister Tiffany, then Sister uh, Felicia, and then Sister Sidoni. <laughs> um, some clo uh, closing thoughts. Um, uh, like Sidoni said, uh, make Christ first, last, and best. Like really make him the center of your life. Uh, and like it says in, in Psalms um, 84, uh, 11, I just want to read it one more time. For the, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is a man that trusteth in me. And so may we uh, really uh, seek to know God's will for our, our life and not just to know his will, but to really ask him, give me the grace, be with me in, in doing what you want me to do. You know, it's good for us to have plans, but to be okay with God saying, you know what, I know you had this plan, but I have this for you. And to be genuinely okay with that. And, um, and just practically in interacting uh, with the opposite gender, uh, to have boundaries. Uh, sometimes, you know, those boundaries are not always there. And maybe someone who might not necessarily be a good fit for you because there's so much emotional connection, um, then, you know, there starts to be a, a bond and um, you end up thinking that this is the person that God has for you. So, you know, boundaries are very important too. And we can go off <laughs> on a whole tangent about that. But to really, uh, you know, seek, uh, continue to spend time with God, uh, spend time in his word, uh, work on ourselves. That's really important, especially in the, you know, state of singleness to not be so focused on the next season. So right now, right now is spring. I love spring <laughs> and I'm not focused on summer. I love spring. So I'm just waiting for, you know, the, the to see the grass and the, and the leaves and uh, the trees. And um, to really just bask in whatever season you're in and to be content in that. And as you're content in that and happy in that and joyful in that and really um, uh, asking God to help you develop the certain characteristics and skills that would be a blessing to someone else whenever it is his will to, to, for you guys to meet, 
Um, I think as you step into the next phase, it will be that much more beautiful. Very well. I like I like that seasons concept. Sister Tiffany. Um. Well, I, I, I something that um that I've learned recently is so a couple Saturday nights ago, my housemate and I were praying. We're like, okay, what do we want to what do we want to really pray about this coming week? And I was like, you know, I I want to pray that God will just open a door somewhere because I was like, I feel like things are a little bit um stagnant in um, this department of my life. I'm like, something needs to like, let's keep things moving. And so out of the blue, this guy that I was was talking to a little bit before, um, he contacted me and I was like, oh my goodness, like I was praying about this. And this guy contacted me and I was like, um, so we started talking and as we were talking, just some different things were starting to reveal themselves in that, in that conversation. And I realized that some, things were not lining up. Uh, you know, we had maybe talked for a few minutes and he's like ready to read Adventist home together and then telling some things that were not very true. And I was just like, when I, when I got through with everything, I was talking to my sister, who's a nurse, and I was like, this is so confusing because I was praying about this and it seems like God has answered my prayer. You know, this guy called and he's cool, but then there's like some red flags. And she said, because uh, she's a nurse, she's like, you have to not just look at the monitor, but I'll, she's a pediatric nurse, like not just look at the monitor, but also look at the baby. And, um, you know, maybe the monitor is going off that the baby isn't breathing, but then you have to check the baby, make sure the things are matching. Oh. Something that I'm, I'm learning in my walk with the Lord is, um, yes, I'm praying for things. I'm praying for things specifically, but God is the source of all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And as I'm praying going forward, I also need to pay attention to the people that, um, that I'm interacting with and, and be prayerful about everything moving forward. So um, sometimes some things or situations may seem like, oh, this is my answer to prayer. This is, wow, God has answered. But then it's like, wait a minute, let me, let me evaluate this and see, hmm. you know, is this truly what, where God is leading? So that's, um, that's, you know, a lesson for me. And, and as I'm trying to discern, would this person be a good fit for my life? Would this person be a good fit? Um, the Holy Spirit and I, we go through that together. And um, mm-hmm. so that it's not just like, oh, this, this happened. And so this must be like magic. No, we discern together. Amen. I like that. Walking and discerning together. Praise God. That's Felicia. Uh, two things quickly. Uh, it is so worth the wait. Um, so God's timing is so perfect and just so good. Um, you, we may be in that season or you may be in that season where you feel, God, why not now? Um, but when he deems that the time is right or when we're moving, um, under the guidance of the spirit and things happen, you look back, like I look back in a year ago or two years or three years ago, I'm like, yeah, I definitely was not, uh, ready for this and just how everything, um, lines up eventually with God's grace, you realize that he is on time. Mary and Martha thought that Jesus was too late. 
Um, but Jesus was very strategic in his coming. At the same time, it's important to remember, because I used to have the mindset of, Lord, if you want me to be in a relationship, because I do not want to get my heart broken again, you have to send this guy to my door. Like you have to make it very clear to me. Yes. But at the same time, God will not make us walk on water where he's already built a bridge. In terms of a lot of times we're expecting God to work this mighty miracle to make this guy fall out of the sky when God has already actually given us various ways through which we can meet somebody. And because we're so focused on it happening miraculously, like a halo will be glowing on his head as he walks into church, um, you know, and or his Bible will be lit up or something. Because we're looking for this miracle, we completely miss um, what God has in store for us. And that's the mistake that the Israelites made in that they were looking for this Messiah who fit their ideal. When Jesus came looking ordinary, they totally missed the Messiah. Or like Tiffany was saying um, with Elijah, remember when he was in the mountain and he, God was coming to speak to him. God said, go to the mouth of the cave, a fire, a wind and an earthquake came. God was not at any of those, even though they were miraculous happenings, God was present in the still small voice. So yes, we ought to wait, be patient on the Lord, the wait, it will be absolutely worth it. I can say that. And at the same time, don't expect God to make you walk on water where he's built a bridge and created avenues for you to meet somebody. Amen. Powerful. You guys are dropping some gems tonight. Sister Sedoni, last words. Okay. Um, yes, amen. I, I agree so much. Um, just to, to wait, to wait, to wait, not to um, work in our own timing. Um, I am on the older side of single. And um, sometimes it, it just may seem like, okay, Lord, I'm getting to that right age and um it just hasn't happened um you know heartbreak after heartbreak disappointment after disappointment even just recently i thought okay lord maybe this is from you and it was not oh no that was a negative um but you know i i learned from the experience and um i it's nothing like just placing your entire trust in in god you know i i know if it's his will, there'll be an amazing story and I'll have an amazing testimony um, to share and um, be able to inspire someone else. So um, I agree with just wait. And um, as the scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord. Like, Lord, help me to delight myself in you. Help me to find joy in you. Help me to find peace in you and, and to um, be healed from everything from childhood and on. Because if we're not um, emotionally ready and um, not, not whole enough, then we're going to make a mess of whatever it is that he's given us. And um, everything is, is in its season. So we are like, um, like fruit. And when the mango, you know, I like mangoes. So when the mango is nice and ripe and ready, it's sweet and it is good to go and um, is nutritious and all of that. But if you pick it too green, it's just, it's just not the time. So the Lord knows when you're ripe and ready, you know, the, the, the picker will be right there to pick you. So. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, ladies. Everything that you've shared tonight has been very helpful. I would not have been able to say what you guys said tonight and nobody would have cared about what I said in, in this regard. So, so I appreciate very much. So you guys coming on this evening, um, 
I want to close with a word of prayer and just to bless those who are listening and those who are seriously in decisions right now. Some people are in relationships they shouldn't be in. Some are anticipating to be in relationships and they're creating what they call dreamy castles. Uh, some are in the right relationships right now. And I just want to pray for those persons because our society is built up on those relationships that we build. Um, it is the nucleus of what happens in our world. And so let's just bow our heads, if you guys don't mind, and let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to discuss a few things. Lord, we did not cover half of what needs to be discussed, but we did talk about and discuss some of the most important. I ask, Father, that the principles that were put forward by my sisters from various walks in their life, I ask, Father, that those principles find lodging in the hearts of those who have heard. I pray, Father, that you bless these sisters, surround them with angels that excel in strength, protect them from the enemy, Father, who would seek to cause discouragement. And I pray, Father, that you give them the desires of their heart. And sometimes, Father, we don't even know what our own desires really are, except that you reveal what that truly is. Lord, we, we lift up all those who are listening. We pray, Father, that... As everything is wrapping up in this present world, that we will find our solace and our rest complete in you. And we pray this in Jesus' name, and we claim the merits of his holy and most precious blood. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, ladies. Those of you who are listening on our podcast, we every, this is a, is this Tuesday night? Yeah. So every Tuesday night, <laughs> we're going to be dealing with relationships. Hopefully, my sisters, at some point, you guys will come back. And this was not too, you know, crazy. Um, I appreciated everybody's input and God bless you. And you guys have a good night. Great. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Good night.